Welcome to Sheffield Hopcast. Uh, I'm James and this is our bank holiday special. Um, so today we are, uh, well, we've all picked out a bank holiday beer and that's about as loose as we've left it. So there could be some <laughs> interesting interpretations of what makes a bank holiday beer. As always, we're joined by uh, a guest, but let's meet the crew first of all. And uh, I am immediately drawn to Laura's hoodie choice this week. So let's go to Laura first. Hi. Hi. Yeah, it's not the most subtle item of clothing, is it? But uh, yes, my brass castle hoodie. It's got a big cat on the back as well. Uh, It's a bad kitty hoodie, which if you haven't tried it, is a really, really great um, chocolate and vanilla porter. Uh, but that is not the beer that I'm drinking today. Um, I've gone for a Pomona Island, 7% Yuzu and Sriracha IPA. Um, I'm going to be honest, I've picked this because I was originally going to drink the Pomona Island Kadama, which is a 2.8%, I think, um, Yuzu sour. Uh, but it was a kind of like orangey neony kind of color and it looked terrible with this hoodie (laughs) so i have swapped my beer choice to not clash with my bad kitty hoodie uh so i'm going for a yuzu and sriracha ipa from the same brewery uh pomona island from salford who uh one of my favorite breweries at the moment i've loved pretty much every beer i've had from them um so yeah that's me today and and what's the what's the connection to bank holiday like I, said, like I said, it was supposed to be a low ABV, easy drinking uh, sour, ah. and then I changed my mind. So the connection to the bank holiday is that it is a British bank holiday day today. I am cold and I wanted to be cosy, and I've picked it to match my hoodie. <clears throat> Good, <laughs> I like it. I think, James, I think, I think that we, I think that we tried that on the the podcaster meetup episode. I've got a feeling we've tried that before. And yeah, that sounds right, familiar. Is somebody's daughter's name or something that's to do with one of the brewers? Yeah, could be wrong, but that Gaz's looks daughter, familiar. Ibuki. Yeah, it yeah. has been released before, Adam. You're you're right. It's on that. very good. So I hope you enjoy Ibuki it, Laura. Five. This one. Oh, maybe she's maybe it's her birthday. There we go. Well, it was exactly a year ago because it, it did flash up the other day that a year ago I was putting the finishing touches to the first podcast meetup that we did at Sheffield Technology Park. So it would all fit. So yeah, it will be exactly a year on then that they've uh, that they've re-released it. Cool. All right then. Um, Sean, what have you gone for and what is your bank holiday connection? Um, I've, have we had any homebrew at all uh, so far on any of the I didn't think we, we had. And so um i i um, regularly get um homebrew treats from um lovely customers and um i've gone for uh, a homebrew from a commercial brewer this is from dan bartram who lives in a little village called darfield not far away from where where we live and i uh, dropped him some beers off last week and uh, he always has a few homebrews ready uh, to, to hand back as little gifts so I've gone for one of those and a little bit like Laura um, despite all the beautiful weather over the last four weeks I've gone with something um, which would fit more typically with a British bank holiday of cold and wind and rain so I've gone for a, a coffee stout excuse me a coffee porter so I thought that uh, that was more relevant to a normal British bank holiday weather 
The name of it is Silent Alarm. Silent Alarm. And he does a lovely little tag with all his brew and brews. Tells you what the style is, what the name is, when it was bottled. And uh, I've had beers from Dan before, and they're always excellent. So I'm looking forward to this one. Name of the first Block Party album, Silent Alarm. I wonder if there's any connection. Was it? I've also got a, a bonus um, uh, um, a bit of info with this one. Um, we were cleaning out our kitchen drawers uh, about a week ago, uh, one of the lockdown things. <laughs> I found a second. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. No. It's pretty straight in the bed. <laughs> so, um, so I, I'm, I'm going to keep mine, and we need to decide what to do with this. I think it should be a listener giveaway. Either I think it should go in the bin. Can, can win this in some way, or I, I was thinking with Adam there that this beautifully designed um, bottle opener, uh, which is useless for its main purpose, <laughs> very, very, but very, very pretty nonetheless. Like a crab, doesn't it? <laughs> it actually does. It's like a silhouette at the moment on on Sean's screen. Just to so, to explain for anyone that's listening to the to the podcast version, not the video <laughs> version of this, you will have heard us in pretty much every episode that we do make reference to Sean's bottle opener that he brings with him, that is lovely but completely incapable of actually opening any bottles at all. But Sean persists in attempting to open bottles. It, it actually extends it. most episodes by about 10 minutes because the amount of time it takes <laughs> for Sean to try and open the the, the many and varied bottles that we've uh, got. He's doing that now. Right, we'll move on. Um, Adam, what have you got this week? Um, I have gone for another uh, donated beer from a local brewery, Heist, Heist Brewco. Um, who are kind of in a bit of a limbo at the minute. Uh, once based in sort of a clown near Chesterfield, but now moving to Kellam Island. But uh, during that period of them kind of getting set up, we've had all this situation. So I'm um, still producing beers by the looks of it, or um, at least I've got some in can. But um, this one is um, their Triple Fruit goes. So I thought that was a very kind of nice summery bank holiday kind of you know, beer you want to get, get get your hands on. And I'm also interested in, calling it a triple fruit of grows is very brave because, you know, the masters of the triple fruit of grows um, are now a favourite North Brewco. I want to see what this how this compares. So um, it has um, blackberry, blackcurrant and raspberry, 5.7%. So thanks guys for sending us some beers and um, I hope this one's a good one. Yeah, and they are, um, they're kind of finding their niche as making quite unusual beers as well, aren't they, um, Heist? They, they did send us all a fantastic care package this week that's got some real crackers in it. Um, and uh, there's definitely one of them that I'm going to save for a future episode. Uh, but um, yeah, they sound really, really, really good. Um, all right, cool. Um, so I, I reckon I could have gone, right, with Moonshine because my local was the Les Car, great beer garden, and Les Car means moonshine. That was pretty much the only beer that I drank when I was in my um, local. But I've moved, so that doesn't really work anymore. So my local is now the Stag. So I wanted to go for something from Thornbridge, who also very kindly sent us a care package this week, so some great beers from Thornbridge. Um, I mentioned in, in, in January on Stag. Very good. Yeah. Any, any excuse to mention his stupid bottle opener from Sean? Um, <laughs> I mentioned in the January episode that my favorite brewery at the moment and, and probably my favorite brewery of all last year was North um, Bruco. So this is absolutely ideal. So it is a collaboration between Thornbridge and North. It's called Northbridge. 
it took Adam a few days to realise where <laughs> that name comes from, and I thought it's it's kind of not rocket science. This one, it's no. it's not the cleverest name that they've ever gone for. Um, so Northbridge, it's described as a mountain IPA, um, and I think it's kind of like a bit of a. It's somewhere in between, uh, yeah. kind of like a an East Coast and a West Coast style uh, beer. So mountain kind of matches that. It's seven point two percent. The can is absolutely beautiful. I almost feel bad opening this and drinking the beer that's in it because the can is just a work of art. It's so pretty. It's like the Yellowmoo ones, isn't it? Whether they did like a half, yeah. the patterns half and half as so it's like the, um, when they did the Magic Rock collaboration, so you've got half yeah, of the... So that, that side, you've things. got all the North yeah. stuff and then that side, you've got all the Thornbridge stuff. So yeah, really looking forward to um, to this and a big thank you to Thornbridge for um, sending um, this out. I also have, by the way, my Thornbridge glass, which is, is you can't really see what it says. It's all the different thought, names of Thornbridge beers around it. This could also double up as a murder instrument. It oh, is yes. that heavy. Anyone that's got one of these glasses will know. This bit, I don't, this is not normal glass at the bottom this is made out of something else because if you if you hit someone with that they've got no chance it's an absolute it's a killer of a interestingly glass. i think simon said that um they're the ones who use in europe because i think it's like a funny measurement it's a funny um it's back it's either 400 mil or 440 so it actually fits like a camera it's got that really like weighted bottom on it i don't know because i've got one as well but yeah yeah, really I, th- I think I think it's four four hundred mil. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. really good for three. Th- unfortunately, the can is four forty, so it's not going to fit. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Have a little. Uh, that, Adam, this is a problem Adam, that I reckon I can I can. Sorry, cope with. Just to defend Adam, there, uh, when I saw the name of that beer, I realised that it was called North because North were involved, but I couldn't for the life of me understand why they'd called it Bridge North Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so obvious, <laughs> isn't it? It's it, it now easily explained. <laughs> oh dear! There is, there's no hope for us. Is there as a as better a... than Thornbrew? <laughs> <laughs> Thornbrew, dear oh dear! Uh, right then, our guest this week is Mark Gannon. Um, so Mark is uh, a big beer drinker. Um, what else can I tell you about Mark that I know? Mark works for Sheffield Council. Little known fact that you won't know. So we we've we've had a few records recently. So Sean had the most expensive beer that we've had two weeks ago. I had the cheapest beer that we've ever had last week, which cost ninety nine p. Mark holds the record for the most number of appearances on the Sheffield Digital Podcast, which you've not listened to before, is excellent and well worth giving a go to. So there is a little known fact about Mark Gannon, and that is a great introduction, oh. I think. <laughs> it's a brilliant introduction. Um, I, I feel a bit like, you know, like Courtney Cox being pulled up out of the audience in the Bruce Springsteen video for Dancing in the Dark. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I feel like today. I've been listening to this podcast for ages and it's quite exciting to be on it, actually. Good stuff. Oh, welcome. Well, it's great to have you. Thank you. What have you got you for beer-wise? Beer? Well, um, this is probably my favourite brewery. I've probably had every single beer they've ever produced and it, I've gone for the... Um, Ah. The latest um, St. Mars one, the Urchin Brun, which is a Belgian brown. It's um, I did a I did a test run earlier just to, to see what <laughs> it was like. Um, it's really nice actually, and a bit like um, Laura and Adam. I've, my my bank holiday link is um, the crap weather, um, and this is it's really nice and um, soothing. Um, it's got a kind of a nice orange, sweet orange taste, which just kind of. It's very, very subtle, but um, yeah, really, really nice. Um, so I, I got my um, essential package from them yesterday. I I'm picked gonna... one of those up yesterday, actually. From it. We went on a walk down to Kellam Island and happened upon Kellam Deli, um, which I've not been in before. 
Uh, it's just off the ring road, not yeah, far from shop. where the chicken is. Yeah. yeah, just behind the bookshop. The absolutely fantastic little shop. Really, really lovely beer selection. Um, loads of local stuff. And then um, I got a beer from White Hag, which is an Irish brewery as well, from there. Um, and a bargy shop, Bargy. So I was very happy to have found that shop. But yeah, I've got one of the Urchin Brune uh, in the fridge. Very nice. Uh, obviously, last week we had uh, Dan from um, St. Mars of the Desert on, and it was almost like I, f- I felt guilty for any of us actually saying anything. I think we should have just given the entirety of the episode to Dan last week and just said, here's 40 minutes, Dan, talk about your beer, please. Um, because, um, yeah, I mean, I think everything about their their story, and uh, I love listening to Dan talk about anything to do with um, to do with beer. So if anyone hasn't listened to that, it's worth going back to last week's episode um, and having a listen. By the way, Adam, I have noticed your beer is a most fantastic colour. Yeah, I've taken a photo, actually. Oh, wow. It's, that is stunning. <laughs> yeah, very good. There is no messing with um, with that. I also feel that the, the, the Thornbridge, Northbridge, sorry, is is an excellent colour for a beer as well. I'm, I'm happy with that. Mm. Um, I thought I've, I've seen a couple of pictures of the St. Mars before, and I thought it was a lot darker than I thought it was going to be, that, that um, is it urchin? Yeah. So yeah, cool. it is. It's really dark. Yeah, it's not. It's not very thick. It's um, it's quite easy to drink. Um, it's uh, five point six, which is I normally start about six and, up and move upwards from there. But um, yeah, five point six. It's 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 nice and um, um, yeah. I also got some of the, the Bosco Bell as well. They were they did another batch of that yesterday. Yeah, I've got Just one of go those in the fridge this as well. Beer, this doesn't taste exactly, it smells, it smells exactly like Florida Vice. So if you've had that, it's got the exact same smell. I mean, it's got raspberry in it and that's a raspberry kind of beer. It's different, different taste completely, but, you know, something you might be able to kind of, you know, understand if you've had that beer. So yeah, it's good. How's yours, Sean, after you had to do your daily exercise to get in it? <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful, yeah. Um, Dan is a, a brewer at Acorn. Um, when we when I met him, a brewer working somewhere else, desperate to get into the, the beer scene and brewing scene, and so uh, uh, managed to uh, hook up with Acorn and he's a brewer uh, there. We've got a couple of their brewers live very locally to us, and both of them home brew. And so I've got I've got uh, beers from both of them in the fridge um, currently. So lovely, smooth, and um, really really warming feel to it. Um, not overly. Um, I, I'm not a massive coffee fan. So that's perfect for me. It's got a sort of creamy coffee flavour rather than the over sort of bearing. Um, roastiness that you can get sometimes lovely while we're on the homebrew thing i don't know if anybody wants to, to kind of just look back at um a few weeks ago when we put out um a tweet about <clears throat> where people were getting their beers from um didn't mention it last week but um quite interesting that a lot of the um replies that were on the not bottle shop not brewery delivery or supermarket a lot of people were talking about you know supping homebrew and stuff and um or producing their own homebrew. Um, I mean, it was uh, if, just to go back, there was like 262 votes, so cheers for that. But um, 
27% said they were getting beers from local bottle shops. 46% said they were getting b- direct from brewery. 18% from supermarkets. And eight was the other. But a lot of the comments to say was about kind of, um, it was probably people saying, oh, I'll do a bit of both. But um, there were quite a bit of um, noise about, you know, homebrew. Um, I don't know everyone I can, thinks about I that. Probably count, I can probably count in dozens the number of customers that we have that also homebrew. Um, and the the most success there are, there's a, a homebrew club in Sheffield certainly. I might have mentioned before the the other homebrew club that we uh, have a bit of association with is the one up at Penniston. Um, uh, Jeff Barley and all his team meet up at Penniston Church, and three of them uh, are commercial brewers, but also homebrewers as well. But um, I think it's a quieter part of the modern craft beer scene that there are lots of homebrew clubs. And they're so supportive and kind and generous towards each other and other people within their uh, their immediate field. So uh, I think it's something that's uh, that bubbles along quietly within the modern craft beer scene, but I think is a real real fantastic scene in the UK, definitely. Yeah, but back in Christmas, it's probably no secret that we wanted to do a, you know, an episode about homebrew, and obviously this is kind of doing you know the COVID stuffs kind of kicked our schedule out the door for the, for the uh, time being. But um, I did actually meet up with the guys from the the Sheffield Homebrew Club um, after a day session in York, uh, <laughs> as they were doing their um, kind of meet-up in Sheffield Tap. I think I tried three or four of their beers, and they were absolutely fantastic. Um, you wouldn't have you know, pulled that out of a font or you know, tap or anything at a pub, and you would have never thought that or anything more than a, like a commercial you know, brew and they were, these things are very interesting. It was a nine percent stuff, you know, dark stuff, light stuff, IPAs, um, brilliant. And they, were, and they were very accommodating, just like me, just come and sit with them, half cut already after a day in uh, York. And they were basically just, you know, just feeding me a drink. And I was thinking, I still got all my friends that are around the corner, I've just disappeared for a, just to, you know, as I kind of say hello and um, polishing off these nine percenters after a full day. On the, on the, on I think the, it, yeah. it would be appropriate, perhaps, at this time to mention a, another Sheffield business that's been around for years now. And it is closely linked to the homebrew scene, and that's Brewmart at Woodseats. Yeah, but Woodseats, yeah. Um, yeah, they're uh, still operating, very busy at the moment. Had a brief chat with them online about a week ago, and uh, doing fantastic trade. And you can buy from them online as well, and uh, their little shop there also. So uh, they've been around for years, know what they're talking about. And uh, anyone that's thinking uh, of homebrewing in around the Sheffield area, That'd be brilliant to go for for advice, I'm sure. I was just going to say, I feel bad that I picked this beer to go with my cosy clothes because <laughs> it tastes like liquid sunshine. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, really, really enjoying it. Uh, huge sriracha hit, but leaves behind a really zesty, lemony, citrusy, lovely flavors. Yuzu and sriracha, I think. It's, it's really, really great. good. Yeah, I remember it being like the sriracha and like the, with the sort of slightly sourness or the, the, the yeah. fruity citrusy thing really works really well. It's 7% but it's really, really easy to drink as well. So Yeah, that was when, well, when we had it was when we'd, we'd picked out about eight different beers, didn't we? And every single one of them was actually really, really yeah. good. We expected one to be a bit of a dud, but they yeah. were all brill. And that one particularly stood out, didn't it, as a, as a real good one. Mm. Sorry, Sean, what were you saying? Brass Castle uh, Brewer Beer, of course, called Sunshine Brewer. So it, it ties in nicely with your, your hoodie as well. Uh, 
And I think Brass Castle are a brewery, actually, that go under the radar a little bit. Obviously, they're, they're big in the, the gluten-free scene, but I think they're a fantastic brewery and not, not always one that sort of people mention and recognise when talking about favourite breweries. But uh, Sunshine's a favourite of mine. Bad yeah. Kit is a favourite of mine as well. They're, they're a very talented team, very, uh, very good. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, just to echo what was said earlier about... As well. um, if you turn it upside down, it's still... It says the same thing both way around. So that is very cool. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, just to echo what was said earlier on about Sheffield Homebrew yeah, yeah, Club. Who, we'd kind of been working with them to come up with an idea to do an episode with them that was going to be great, but kind of current situation has put paid to um, to all that. So that's a, a bit of a shame. Um, also, that um, survey really interested about the number of people that are buying beer direct from breweries, because I think we touched on last week about kind of how fortunate we are in Sheffield. There are so many different places to be getting good beer from um, still, uh, which leads me mark to kind of ask you about your sort of experience as a beer drinker during um lockdown and how you've kind of found it and um and survived i guess um yeah i mean sort of lots of um lots of direct purchases so i mean i i've got i've discovered the joy of the mini keg actually um <laughs> lockdown. I'd, I'd kind of it, it had never occurred to me to to even secure a mini keg and have it in my uh, conservatory. Um, I've actually got two at the minute. I've got the I've got um, a mini keg of Jaipur um, and a mini keg of Heathen, um, and then I've got a fridge full of uh, St Mars. Uh, basically, um, my um, purchases have been either um, deliveries from Sean and his gang um, from Beer Central or um, essential journeys to uh, Turner's. Um, bottle shop to to fill up there, um, and uh, they've got. I mean, I mean, they've got amazing stock in there at the minute. Actually, um, they've got some amazing beers. So, um, um, from my perspective, I've got no problem in in getting the beers I want. I tend to go for quite strong, quite resinous. I, when I put it in a glass, if I can see my fingers the other side of the glass, then it's 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 not like a beer for me. Um, I like it quite, um, them quite strong and quite resinous. Um, but yeah, uh, and obviously St. Mars going and um, picking up every couple of weeks from there, the new batches that they produce. Um, it's quite nice actually to have that direct relationship with the brewery um, and actually get to get to know the brewers actually. So um, spent a lot of time at St. Mars with um, speaking to Dan and Martha. Um, and as you said, you know, last week it was great to listen to Dan and the story is fantastic. And they're just really nice folks, um, so it's it's always enjoyable to go and um, support you know those local businesses that you know especially at the minute it must be a real struggle. Um, but obviously the business model for a lot of those breweries is, is changing and or has had to change overnight, which I know you've discussed in the last last few episodes. Um, so I did reach a point a couple of weeks ago where I I kind of my my logistics operation, my personal logistics operation had failed and I'd almost run out of beer and. Uh, I, I I made sure that that was never going to happen again. So I've got my <laughs> I've got my arrangements sorted now. So uh, I like that. That's that's quite inspirational. The fact that you've got the mini kegs and then a fridge full of beer as well, just to be on the safe side. There's no point taking risks in this in this situation. It's better it's better to be safe than to be um, to be sorry. I completely agree with you, by the way, about um, the. Um, uh, how see-through or otherwise a beer is as a as a measure of how good it is. Me and my friend um, at I think it was actually at Sheffield Beer Festival a couple of years ago came up with a scale starting with water was zero and a stout was five and a scale of of where 
beers kind of fit. Um, this one from um, Thornbridge would be a good, probably 3.8 on um, on that scale. Um, I have to say as well, it is absolutely superb. This is a tremendous beer, and it does exactly what it says it's going to do because you've got those elements of um, you can really taste the hoppiness to it, and it's got a, a, a bitterness there, but then it's got a real softness as well. Um, it is fantastic very very good beer it doesn't need to be 7.2 percent i think it's a beer that could work a little bit less but i'm glad that it is because it gives it just a bit of a bite it's a beer that you want to savor rather than a beer that you want to just kind of down um and i'm very impressed lovely yeah it's very nice i, I had my second one last night I, my first one i was a bit worried because i was getting a weird flavor and I was, you know sometimes you drink something before and it really just throws the flavor of the your next beer off I think basically that happened with that beer on my first can. So I was like, no. <laughs> but I had one last night and it was, yeah, it was bang on, uh, really good. It is, it is a strange beer, actually, because I'm a big West Coast fan and I'm a big kind of, like, what, the newer style, like East Coast stuff. So it, 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 I don't think it's for everyone because it does have that kind of, it, some things are kind of fighting for each other. You get that quite sharp bitterness from, like, the West Coast side of it, but then, like, a, like a more like a softer mouthfeel to it. Um, but on the second can, I was really, really, really enjoying that. Um, is there a reason? Is there a reason it's called a, a mountain IPA other than perhaps that's what's in middle mountains, of America? I don't know. The, the Rocky Mountains uh, are in between the east and west coast. Or, I assume or that it doesn't really say anything on the back of the can or anything relating to it. Because I thought that as well. Um, we well, get you get mountain time as well, don't you? So um, there's. Um, Central time and mountain time. So mountain time is kind of the top but middle bit of the United States, I think. So it's like it's got its own time zone. Although I think mountain time is the same as central time. It's just got a different name because they're yeah. a bit, bit, bit weird up there. Um, so I guess it's just to indicate, you know, central IPA doesn't sound as exciting as mountain IPA, does it? It's just to kind of indicate that it falls wow. like in the middle of the country, I guess, kind of in between the two different styles. I haven't tried that one yet, but um, I did have a can of the Pondera, uh, the Firestone Walker collab, which is a West Coast IPA that Thornbridge sent us as well. Um, and it was honestly like one of those beers that I drank it and I haven't tasted anything like it since I was actually in California. I thought it was absolutely stunning. Um, so just do, I think, and is that one of the ones that you can get in supermarkets? Yeah, Gary Morrison's. Yeah, Three so um, just uh, yeah, just to give a little bit of a shout out to that as well. Uh, probably my favourite beer that I've had this week. So um, big thank you to Thornbridge for those as well. Uh, just before we Deborah had a can each last night and thought fantastic, yeah, <laughs> fantastic beer. Sorry, James. Just to bless, just to give them another thumbs up. The um, the Jamestown in cans, which is another beer which I had actually had before they sent us some, but it has changed a bit because it's lower strength. It's same strength as the Jaipur now, and I think when they had it on keg, it was. High six as six six, I think that is that is that is scarily sessionable in can at five point nine. It's very good. It's I would say it's like a turbocharged kind of um, green mountain, a um, little bit like a little bit lighter in the kind of colour. It's not quite, but yeah, really, really, really good. Um, it kind of a beer I wasn't a hundred percent sure on the first time round. So like actually having it in can and it being slightly different. Um, change my mind completely it's, it's great and um, I said there's another one they're doing in the four pack kind of bundles as well you know like the Jaipoders as well so um, keep an eye out for that yeah really good 
Uh, all I was going to say is just before we move on from kind of talking about All Matters Thornbridge, um, they have given us an exclusive discount code as well for our uh, listeners. So if you use the code HOPCAST15, so HOPCAST15, uh, you'll get 15% off any uh, pick and mix beers that you buy uh, through the um, Thornbridge website. And um, you definitely want one of these in your selection because it's superb um right good stuff um isn't much else going on this week now i did what what i did notice was um something that launched a couple of days ago which is this new sheffield survival box which i think has actually been organized by the guys from heist brewery that you're um drinking heistcraft um which involves various different kind of local breweries and other kind of independent manufacturers of things like snacks and food and stuff like that um which they brought together which is a fantastic idea uh, and i love the idea of doing something that supports all the sort of independence at a time when they may well be struggling um, some more than others so I think tremendous to be doing something that kind of supports um, those so I thought that was really really good um, big thumbs up for that idea is there, is there anything else happening at the moment I've, I've, I have got one other thing that, that, I, that I kind of need to touch on but it can wait until the end the Sheffield survival box I was slightly confused by in terms of is it just a short term venture on his own um is it something that's got a, a long-term idea to it i know abbeydale uh, are involved i think laura are they so We're definitely you might know those, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't know much about it to be honest um i think i think it's a sort of collaborative um venture but yeah with because at high staff believe are in triple point at the moment using their kit is that right, right? I think there was I'm a triple not, point can in there as well, actually thinking about it. Yeah, so, so and I know there's St. Mars in there as well. So yeah, I'm not I'm not particularly clear on how it's actually working, but I do think it's really nice to see kind of the variety of local producers being available in it. Um and that's one thing that I've been seeing a bit more of as well over the past few weeks that other breweries have kind of teamed up with other companies. Like I know Don Zoko up in uh up in the northeast have teamed up with a local um i think it's a salami and ham producer or something like that so you can get a box of their beers with some charcuterie in it um me and jim have placed an order from fine ales this week which we've got a beer box and a venison box so they're doing meat from their farm um and i'm sure there are lots of others that aren't just meat focused as well <laughs> um so yeah i just really like that idea of local companies collaborating that isn't you know we see a lot of brewery collaborations but it is fantastic to see uh breweries and other independent producers working together i think to bring something um i was, I was looking i was looking, i was looking on the website last night at the survival box actually you, the, you can get a 300 quid survival box wow if you want. Like, you, I, I don't know how, i mean that's obviously for people that are very pessimistic as to how long the lockdown is going to last <laughs> um but yeah i i, I I saw it as a kind of a way to sustain some of those smaller local businesses during this period where actually they're not, they're not getting custom through the door. I think there's some of the companies from like Cutlery Works, like the, the was it Bullion that does the chocolate? I think that was one of the companies. Right. So there was quite an interesting mix of things. There was, you know, crisps and chocolates and coffee and beer. So it was, I, I thought it was quite a nice idea actually. Um, I mean, it's interesting. I think the, the whole, the whole lockdown thing is really, quite rapidly changing how people consume things and i i think there's i think 
for, for, for better, actually, whether it's a long-lasting change to the way the economy works, I don't know. But um, I think it's definitely got people thinking much more about local producers and how to support them. So I think, you know, if that can be one of the positives out of this period, I think that can only be a good thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I, I imagine that the, um, the, the, was it 200, 300 pounds survival box is probably meant to last like a few weeks or something. I'd be fairly certain I could smash that in a weekend. I think that could uh, that could be a weekend's entertainment. That from the picture on the website of the three hundred pound box, I was thinking that's not going to last me more than two weeks, Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, I think my my initial, my, <laughs> initial, <laughs> my initial thoughts on it was it felt a little bit expensive, but I think that maybe its market maybe is like a kind of a, a lockdown gifting kind of service. I mean, there's plenty of things that people bundle together and you think, do you know what, if I bought those all individually, that might be a bit cheaper. But, you know, if people can't get out, maybe they're not quite accustomed to, you know, what local breweries are, where to get them, or like locally sourced, you know, like maybe I can't remember exactly what was in there in the gift, in the um, non-alcohol thing. But, you know, maybe if that dropped on the doorstep of someone who were expecting it, you know, maybe a twenty-five pound, thirty pound, thirty-five pound little little gift is probably quite a nice thing to receive if they're maybe struggling a bit mentally or physically or not be able to get out. Um, I think it feels like more accustomed to that to me because I think if those individually, I could probably get them in my you know my normal kind of. I know I would know where to kind of source those things. So have you got my address, Adam? You got my <laughs> your address. You, you're all right, mate. I'll send you something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll smoky bit and crisps. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could do that, Sean. You could add to your thrifty fifty a little some crisps and some chocolate, couldn't you? We're we're in the market. We're we're obviously uh, I nearly said working alongside, but we're obviously not. But we're working in in um, um, close proximity to other um, uh, traders. But it's fruit and veg and a bit of fish and things like that. So I, I didn't think it was quite an, a, a natural fit. And to be honest, we're already too busy to cope anyway in terms of the beer delivery. So I've got no space for anything else uh, to, to be delivered, unfortunately. So uh, it's beer and cider. So on that, very briefly, I think a Waterall's pork pie is mm -hmm. one of the things that, like a proper pork pie is one of the things that I just really want. Something I'm really missing and proper fish and chips as well. Like from a good chippy, and they're the things that I like, haven't been able to get. That I'm kind of, I know it's a very small problem to have, but they're the things that I'm like, I really want those things and can't get them. It will, Laura, right. just, yesterday, Laura, I had to go into Hillsborough for um to go to Boots, um, because uh, our family suffer from hair fever quite. <laughs> quite badly me not me but uh but then across the road from boots is uh the bear is it bearers or bear bearers and that was open and i went in and got a massive pot pie Ugh. and um i don't really think they're does. quite a, a water rolls but um laura uh steve Waterall, the owner of water rolls i dropped him off just over a week ago some wanderer and some voyager and he he, he loves the big uh hoppy uh beers that wonder is a, a phenomenal beer by the way and he gave me a couple of pot pies in exchange for for that. So perhaps <laughs> you need to be steaming in. Get down, get down Killam Island to, to, to water rolls. And they've got two people working. And uh, um, uh, pot pies are exchanged for beer down there, definitely. <laughs> All right. Three, three things I've got to say here. One is that it's become very apparent that Sean gets a lot of gifts 
you get a lot of stuff <laughs> given to you. Right. Um, uh, for for Laura's benefit, um, Two Steps Chip Shop, big up to them. That's still open on Charavel Road. So if you're after Is proper it? fish and chips, yeah, it's a one in, one out thing. In fact, it's not even one in. It's just like they've moved the counter so that you have to queue on the street and you just go up to like the, the where, where the door oh, has become yeah. the, the counter. Uh, but yeah, they're open every day as far as I believe. And uh, right. Wanderer would have been, if, if we were still doing traditional format and we had to pick a beer of the month for March, mm-hmm. Wanderer would have been my beer of the month for March because I think that was an absolutely superb example of um, a beer. Uh, and what was the other thing that I was going to say? Oh, but what, we can't end. We can't even think about end of this podcast until Laura shows us the other side of her hoodie. Because I, I have oh. had a sneak preview of this. How but you need to see the. This? You need to see, see the, the back bed, of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sat in my bed. Um, it's going to be really, really awkward, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. There we go. Wow. Is that it? Am I in? Yeah, yeah, yeah just about. You're in. Up a bit. <laughs> Very good. There we go. Yeah. It's a cracking hoodie, that. I think it's a cracking hoodie. Um, yeah. It is one of and- my favourite beer items of clothing, of which I have many, as you've probably gathered by now. So. <laughs> so then the only other thing that we've got to um, discuss is. Um, next week so um i have i've i've come up with an idea for a, a theme for next week and um i mean you know you guys know me fairly well so you could probably even guess Eurovision. what this theme is gonna Eurovision. be yeah so next saturday <laughs> we are recording next saturday actually so we're doing it a day earlier than usual next saturday should be eurovision of course it's not actually happening this year uh but that is our theme for next week it is eurovision so that's quite open. So it could be European brewery, could be European style. Um, Australia are in Eurovision, so uh, an Australian style beer. Um, European hops, it could be whatever you want. It just needs to have a link to Eurovision. Amazing. James, what about having two beers and then trying to make him a mind up? <laughs> <laughs> you just carry on playing with your bottle opener, Sean. <laughs> It's wrapped back up. Somebody else. Somebody's getting this as a gift. Right? Are we? It's are we doing this? Are we going? Are we going? Is this going to be up for grabs? It's basically. Uh, this is it. You'll, it's up you'll, pay, you'll pay a couple of quid per postage. Wait, sure, I'm reimburse. I will it. definitely. Yeah, I might even right. deliver it with fifty. So what's, so what's the task then? We need, we need some sort of. Well, why, why don't we link it to our theme for next week? So we'll all come up with our best beers linked to Eurovision. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to take part, then um, come up with your own. Send us a tweet that's got your um, beer in it and how it links to Eurovision. And between us, next Saturday, yeah. we'll um, come up. We'll, we'll we'll decide on the best, and we'll send them the world's worst bottle opener in the post. Um, <laughs> and you can do whatever you want with it, except for opening bottles because it just can't do it. Did you actually get it to do it before, Sean? Did you manage to open the bottle like with it, or did you use a different one? No, I did manage an inch. Interestingly, James, I was given this by the wild team at Dad in Sheffield. Are you using it wrong? Are we just, are we just, are we just, look, are we just looking at it? It's like, is the, are the horns I decorative? Think, I don't think I am using it wrong, <laughs> um, but but can't really be bothered to try and work out how to use it right. So uh, it's not, I'm it's not actually a, a bottle opener, Sean. It's the keys to the brewery. Keyring locks, it locks <laughs> the doors. Yeah, it's just a keyring of their logo. Maybe I it is. 
Maybe it's just a queuing of their logo. Maybe it isn't a bottle opener. It might. It might not be. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. It sounds better as a present, as a as a as a winning gift. If we call it a bottle yeah. opener and keyring. So, I'm uh, doubting it's, it's even a, a bottle whammy. For the lucky, the lucky winner is getting a double whammy. It's nice looking, isn't it? I'd love, I'd like yeah. it on my keys, but I won't try and open a bottle of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right then, before we go, last words on the uh, beers, uh, full marks to um, Northbridge. As I said earlier, thank you to Thornbridge for sending us some beer. If any other breweries want to send us some beer for us to oh. use on the Hopcast, feel free. And I don't want to kind of drop any particular hints to any uh, breweries. So there's um, there's no pressure, but if any breweries want to drop <laughs> us a line this week, uh, then uh, that would be absolutely um, tremendous and um, very welcome. Adam, any last thoughts on uh, on the heist triple fruiter goes? Does it live up to the, um, the, um, the North series? It's, it's drier. It's got like a drier kind of mouthfeel on, like the, on the finish. Um, it's 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 fruity but drier if you know what I mean. You know sometimes you get that kind of I know it's not really a stone fruit kind of um, ingredient thing, but yeah, that kind of slightly more of that kind of more like um, not not as sweet. Um, really nice. It's gone. <laughs> it's disappeared. Um, yeah, really refreshing. Nice, 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 clean. Sean enjoyed the homebrew. Uh, yeah, excellent. Um... Uh, yeah, I, I can't see any more. Smooth, smooth as you like. Really delicious. And Laura, Pomona Island doing the trick for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, very happy with that and looking forward to my Yuzu table beer um, even more now, actually. Um, so, yeah, really, really good. I love their uh, really minimalistic can designs as well. I think they're really good at, at creating something that's just really subtle yeah. and uh, does the trick really well. Uh, and Mark, any it's final lovely. words on the um, yeah. St. Mars? Yeah, it's uh, very nice, very delicious. And I, and I really like the can design. It's got a little hedgehog on there. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. that. Very cute. It's very, it's cute. very, very cute. I think, I think their label designs are improving each time. So, um, But yeah, very nice. I'm going to have some clamp after this, though. Also excellent beer. Um, by the way, if, if you're wondering why we, we seem to be rambling on longer than usual, it's because, unbeknown to me, Zoom have removed my 40-minute uh, oh, limit. It. He's finally yeah. got it. So normally we get the half-hour warning and we're like, right, we need to wrap this up. And that's not happened, that so we've gone. just been rambling <laughs> along. So I also feel like I've probably left this too late because everyone's finished the beer, but we also need to do our beer photo. So if you've got any beer left in your glass, then please hold it up. But otherwise, um, cans up there as well. I mean, I was saving some for Jim, but I'm just going to have some more. Yeah, go on, whack it in, whack it in. Come on, all together. Big smiles. (laughs) There we go. That's our beer selfie sorted. Um, Yes, thank you very much. Mark, thank you for joining us. Um, And we will be uh, back next week where we might actually have some news about kind of what's going to happen with timescale for pubs and stuff reopening it's probably not far away actually in terms of um, announcement coming from uh, <laughs> from boris so um we will be back and we'll discuss that um next week and we'll enjoy some eurovision themed beers all right we'll see you then Goodbye. Goodbye. Cheers, everyone. See ya.